Good afternoon, everyone. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. This is Bernice. Thank you so much for tuning into Devoted with Bernice. I have not been on here for a while uh, because I was trying to get back into the Anchor app. Like, I could not find a way to log back in. And so I was like, Lord, I need you to help me with this. And. The day that the Lord showed me that I was, I was going to be able to open the Anchor app again, it was open that same day. I woke up and I was like, yep, it's going to happen today. And so I'm back in here. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. <laughs> um, last time I, I did deliverance uh, for those that want to be delivered from Jezebel and um, witchcraft. This is something I only wanted to just target... At that time, uh, when I, you know, started to do it, I was like, okay, I'm just going to do Jezebel only. But the Lord is like, no, I want you to add witchcraft to it. Now, I know that many people in this era that we live in, many people want to have a two-minute deliverance. Come out in the name of Jesus. But deliverance is not just come out. Deliverance is knowing the word of God so that when the enemy comes back, comes back because we know that even Jesus, when he was in the wilderness, the enemy came to tempt him. What did it say? It said when he left for an opportune time to come back, right? And so when you're dealing with the enemy, you cannot just cast it out and just go about your day. No, you have to learn. You have to know some principles in the word of God to help you. So my deliverance is not just come out two minute deliverance, five minute, five minute deliverance. No. I'm going to teach you and then let you know what you need to know and then call the spirit out in the name of Jesus. We see in the word of God. And I was talking to the Lord about this this morning. I was like, Lord, people, you know, want quick deliverance. They want to just five minute deliverance. But when we look in the word of God, God was like literally telling me about it. He's like, he was like, Bernice, what did Jesus do when he, he met with all the multitudes he taught them and then he healed them and then he delivered them right and even if he delivered them and, and healed them he still taught them he they knew him as a teacher so when they were at his teachings and his miracle signs and wonders meetings it wasn't a quick minute because guess what remember when the people were um before the miracle of the loaves of bread and fish they were there for a very long time. What did, what did the disciples say? We have to give them something because, well, Jesus told the disciples, you give them something. Because if they go home, they, they might fall down and die on their way because they've been here for so long. So that means that, you know, if you're a, a, a preacher, a teacher, or called by a minister, called by God, 
even a worshiper. Don't just give the people what they want. Give them what God wants for them. If it's long worship, make it long worship. If it's short sermon, make it short. If it's a long sermon, make it long. Because if those people back in the day who are just like us, but back in the day could sit in the heat outside in multitude and wait and wait and wait for the Lord to come and finally hear him speak and have miracles, signs and wonders happen and leave at a, 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 a time that is really, you know, late because they've been there for so long that he had to perform a miracle to feed them. Sometimes if you leave too quickly, you might not get the miracle. And that's for somebody. You know, you want that five minute come out in the name of Jesus. But your miracle of deliverance might just be in the sermon that I share or the word that I share. Or even the encouraging song that I share. Do you know, do you know deliverance is not just come out? Honestly, like personally, because I'm very truthful on here. Last, the, last week, before the week started last week. I was talking to the Lord about something I was struggling with. I was like, Lord, how do I go about this? Because I want to be able to do it how you want me to do it. I don't know how to go about this. I don't know how to really like come against this mountain that I'm, I'm seeing before me. I know it's not something that's, you know, difficult. But I need to come against that. And I was like, Lord... How do, I, how do I jump over this? And he took me to Nehemiah. He's like, I want you to read Nehemiah 4 and Nehemiah 5. And literally, as I was reading, the word just jumped out to me. And I was like, oh my God. That is what I was lacking. The, 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 the deliverance I needed was writing the word. The moment I read that word, and, then he said, and he told me, go to Nehemiah 5. The moment I read Nehemiah 5, I got the, the message. And literally how I was feeling lifted off. And I had this like boldness. I, you know, I, I feel like I had, a, I had an impartation of what I needed. You know the word of God is impartation within itself? I had an impartation of what I needed to have that mindset that I needed to have. I was lacking that mindset. I was like, Lord... What, how do I go about this? I need that mindset. And he's like, go to Nehemiah 4, Nehemiah 5, and read it. You will get it. You will get what you need. And literally, what I needed was right there. And I was like, oh, it was that rhema word. Rhema words can be deliverance. Don't, don't put the mouth of men over the word of God. The word of God can deliver you more than come out that somebody will say in, in, you know, to you. Yes, there is power in deliverance ministers that God has granted them. But there's more power in the word of God. It's like it's a two-edged sword for a reason. It, it cuts through bone and marrow. It cuts through spiritual things. Why do you think the enemy is scared of you reading the word of God? Because he knows if you know it. The Holy Spirit will bring it back into remembrance. And you can speak it against him. Jesus showed us in the wilderness by using the word. So he knows the word is a weapon. But you don't know the word is a weapon. 
And so the other time I also talked about how we have to protect our kids from homosexuality spirit. And I remember I was listening to Derek Prince preach. And as he was preaching, he was talking about how there was a specific man who had a spirit in him. And he went to the pastor. It was a homosexual spirit. He went to the pastor and the pastor sat down and literally read Bible verses to that person. And the person fell down on the floor and manifested. And the demon left the person. That is deliverance. That's the power of the word of God. Demons hate the word of God. Witches hate the word of Principalities hate the word of God. And so when you have the word, you have all that you need. I have been through deliverance myself. I've been through deliverance with the Lord Jesus. Literally, he came into my bedroom. And the next day, I puked. The next morning, I puked. I would, tell my, I would tell my testimony of my encounter with Jesus one day when the time is right for me to release it. And then, and I know people are like, did you saw Jesus? The, the, the word of God says that you, you, know, you can't see God and, and live. Yes, you cannot see God and live, but you can see Jesus. Many people, especially, mm, let me not say that. Uh, many people who are, in the fivefold ministry, have had the privilege to witness Jesus Christ, to, to, to see him. Some of them have seen him in their dreams. I've seen him in my dreams. I saw him in my dreams before I saw him in person. And it, it wasn't like a person. It was, a, it, was like a, it was a vision. You see him through a vision. It's not like he just did it. It's a vision. There's, there's the only way you can see Jesus, honestly, to me personally, that's the only way you can see Jesus, through a vision. And I've talked about visions before. I've talked about visions before. Um, that's a, for me, personally, that's the way that you can see Jesus, through visions. Not with your naked eye, but through a vision, like spiritually see him. And there are times where I, I was battling something, and I laid down on the floor, and I told the Lord, I want you to, to deliver me from this thing. I don't like it. I don't want it. And I want you to, to deliver me. I was uh, at, at my first apartment. And I was laid on the floor. I laid on the I worship. I prayed. Then I laid on the floor for like a good 15 minutes. Then I felt the presence of an angel come in the room behind me. And then I knew. This is it. I did manifest. That was my first time I've ever manifested. I was like, whoa. And I've gotten deliverance before. But this, that manifestation was something. I was like, what is that? I manifested and the spirit left. So what I'm saying is that you can get deliverance with the Lord. You and him alone. And I know people are like, oh my gosh, just you're, you, know, you, you do deliverance, you, you preach, and you, you, you are a prayer warrior, and you had to get you know, a spirit out of you. Everybody, everyone you've ever met, even your pastor, has had a spirit. M majority of people who are truly 
chosen to go into ministry. Before they go into ministry, they get deliverance. There is a process. You will have to get deliverance. And if your pastor said that they've never had a, a demon or a spirit, they do have a demon and a spirit right now. Even Apostle John Edcard, who is like well-known, he himself has said he's gone through deliverance before. Well-known generals have gone through deliverance before. When there's a deliverance session in his church, he goes to deliverance too. So don't think that just because somebody, you know, is on a platform that, you know, there's generational curses. How do you think generational curses come on? It's passed down. Generational curses can be a, a familiar spirit. And so sometimes you have to cast that thing out. If everybody in your family at the age of 20, you know, it goes to prison, that's a generational curse. There is something in you that has been passed down that you need to cast out. Most people who go through, um, you know, um, marriage counseling, premarital counseling, they go through deliverance. Some people don't even think they had a spirit in them. Even, even, even for me, I prayed to the Lord. I had, um, I had lactose intolerance. When I turned a certain age, I had lactose intolerance. And I was like, this is not, mm-mm. So after, I think, after like five years, I'm sorry for the background, the, 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 the dogs in the background. But after five years, I was praying. I was like, I was praying. I was like, I need to pray against this, this lactose intolerance because I don't want that. I want to be able to digest, you know, all my vitamins. And so I commanded that spirit to go in the name of Jesus. And my lactose intolerance stopped by the, by the grace of God and the healing power of Jesus Christ. My lactose intolerance stopped. And what do you think lactose intolerance was? It's not of God. I don't think it's of God because it, it left. And so even that is deliverance, okay? Hiccups, like uh, if you have continuous hiccups or continuous headaches or heartburns, you know, that you cannot control, you can command that thing to go. And so that's what we talked about. Now, I want to be very, like, if you didn't get deliverance, take, take, take what I'm saying and go before the Lord. Just lay down and tell the Lord, Really, like, God, see, God is a God who searches the mind and the heart. He knows the mind and the heart. So he knows if you truly want to be delivered. Like, he knows. I remember um, Apostle y- Yolanda Stitt was preaching one time, and, he, and she was talking about how um, there was a specific person that came for deliverance, and they wanted to get delivered from uh, smoking and something else. But the person said that they wanted to be delivered from the, the something else, but they didn't want to be delivered from the smoking. And she was looking at the, the person was like, she was looking at the person like, what? You can't pick and choose what you want to be delivered from. The person wasn't ready to be delivered because if you still have a spirit of smoking, that's a doorway for, other spirit, for that spirit that came out to come back in. 
And so God knows your heart and he knows your mind. He knows if you truly want to be delivered. So if nothing happened to you, if, if all we've talked about, you know, we've talked about the spirit of perversion, lust, Jezebel, and and masturbation i'm gonna today i'm talking about the spirit i'm talking about self-control and i'm gonna target how to get over pornography and masturbation how to get over pornography and masturbation so um this those spirits if you if all i talk about and all i preach about and all i i teach about and all i cast out and you know at the end when i do deliverance and you don't get delivered then that means that in your heart somewhere, you're not ready. You don't want deliverance. Like I always say, deliverance is like salvation. You can't force somebody to receive Jesus. Because if you force them, they'll fall down and get back up the same way. It's a heart posture thing. You have to want it. You have to want it like you want air. And I always say to people who are struggling with strongholds and are huge do you want it like you want air? You have to want it like that. Because if you don't, even the enemy knows, even the spirit knows you don't, you don't want it to go. Trust me, it knows. Sometimes it, them spirit, they know. They know you don't want to let them go. Because they, how do they know? Because you, you still keep visiting that place. You still, you still keep calling that place. You still keep looking at that thing. You still keep drinking that thing. You still keep smoking that thing. You still keep doing all those little things that is still feeding them. So they know they are still okay with you. But if you starve them and you let them know you don't want them there, eventually they'll get tired and leave. Because everything you don't feed, Whatever you don't feed, dies. Whatever you don't feed, whatever you don't feed, it dies. Whatever you don't feed, dies. Okay? And so, today, that's what we're talking about. If, you've, if, you, if you're still having gone deliverance, take time out. Put some worship music on. Be transparent before the Lord. Tell the Lord to search your heart. In your mind, and even even every just a little bit of desire for you to be free, let Him free you. And trust me, I have had that deliverance session with my, with God before, and He had delivered me. So, even in worship, you can get deliverance. In worship, deliverance is not just tied to one person or somebody saying, "Come out," in the name of Jesus. Even the influence of the Holy Spirit is not tied to you going to your pastor. Yeah, go to your pastor and ask your pastor to fill you, to fill you with the Holy Spirit. But you can get filled even now by just telling the Lord, Lord, I want you to fill me. There was a girl who got the influence of the Holy Spirit in her bedroom. She was telling the Lord, fill me, God, fill me, fill me, fill me. And the Lord saw her desperation, and she was filled. She started to speak in tongues, and she called the pastor, and she's like, Oh, my God, I can speak in tongues now. Because God sees desperation. The woman, the woman at the well, desperation. The, 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 the woman that was bleeding, desperation. The man who came to Jesus the centurion, desperation, the father who 
who had, even, even though he was desperate, he had a little bit of lack of faith. But it's okay. His son still got saved and delivered. He had a little bit of faith. Not much. So God does not see you. He sees how desperate you are. So be desperate before him and he will deliver you. So let's go in prayer. Father, we thank you. We exalt your name in this room. We worship you. We adore you. We reverence you. We celebrate you. We honor you. And we thank you, God, for being El Shaddai. We thank you for being Adonai. We thank you for being Jehovah. We thank you for being Emmanuel, God with us. We thank you, God, for being all-consuming one. We thank you for being all-powerful. We thank you, God, for being a conqueror, a warrior. Father, we thank you for being Jehovah Gabor. We thank you for being Jehovah. We thank you, God, for being mighty in battle. And so this time we come to you to learn your word, to learn how to overcome masturbation, to learn how to overcome pornography, to learn how to overcome the spirit of lust. Because you said, Lord, our body is a temple, holy and acceptable unto you, which is our true and proper worship, our sacrifice to you. Our body is where you dwell, Father. And so, Father, I ask you that in this moment, we will surrender our bodies to you. We will surrender our spirit to you, our soul. And every place within us that is broken, that has opened that door to the spirit of, of rejection, to the spirit of lost God, that you will do a surgery. So we call for we call you to come, Adonai. We call you in this moment, oh, Jehovah Rapha, the healer, the great physician, to come and do surgery on your people today. That as I preach your word, let there be deliverance in the room. Let there be, let there be exaltation of your, your name above that spirit of lust. Let there be deliverance that will fall upon your people. Let there be oil that will fall upon your people. Let the blood of Jesus fall upon them. Let wine come upon them. God, let the old wineskin be removed that you will give them. Yes, in Indeed, new wine skin that they will be able to hold. The wine that you give them, the, the, the wine will not fall out of their hands anymore. It will not drain out. It will not drip out anymore. But God, they will be able to sustain it because they have conquered the spirit of lust. Because they have triumphed over the spirit of lust. And so I thank you, God. For your armies of angels that you are ascending, you are you are moving into their atmosphere in this moment to break that spirit off of them. I thank you for the prayer warriors that are even now praying in the realm of spirit against this spirit, God. And I thank you for the heart posture of many of them that are ready, 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 ready to release the spirit out of them. Thank you, Jesus, for your healing virtue. Thank you, Jesus, for laying yourself on the cross and your blood that still speaks, your blood that still redeems, your blood that still protects, your blood that still conquers, your, your blood that still breaks the yokes of the enemy off of your people. And so I saturate this moment with the blood of Jesus and I saturate myself with the blood of Jesus. Let the hedge of protection of God be upon me and upon this time and upon this 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 message, this this episode, that when your people hear it, God, they will be able to engulf it. 
I pray over the ear gates of your people. I come against the spirit of distraction. I bind it now in the name of Jesus. And I ask the Lord your covering will be upon your people. Let them be able to hear because there's a word that somebody will hear that will that will thrust them into freedom. In the name of Jesus, let your word go forth, Lord. I decrease that you will increase, Lord. I decrease that you will increase. I submit myself under your presence, Lord Jesus. Uh, Holy Spirit, you are welcome here. We give you permission to do your work, to do the work that we cannot do. The work that uh, our grace is limited. When our grace is limited, you are unlimited. You are unexhaustible. So, Father, let the Holy Spirit move in this place, move in your people's lives. Those that are hearing, let them hear. Let their ears be open, that they will get revelation of your word. Let Rima come in the room. Let Rima come upon them, that they will be delivered. Just as you gave me that Rima word, and I got deliverance, my mindset became what you wanted it to be. So have your way, Lord. Have your way. I believe 100%. Ooh, I feel my feet on fire. I believe 100%, God, that the word that I speak, the word of God, your word that I speak out, will do the deliverance over your people. In the name of Jesus, I seal this time with the blood of Jesus. We do pray. Amen. And I want you to listen to this worship music. Glory to the Lord. Glory to the Lamb.
if you lift him, he'll draw. If you lift him, he'll draw. I want to read these Bible verses. Um, I want to read these Bible verses. Um, it says 15 Bible verses to fight lust. Okay. The word of God is strong. And so as I read these Bible verses, I just want you to just listen and let it let it speak to you. Okay. Before we go into the teaching, I want to lay down a foundation of the word of God. Proverbs 5, 18 to 19. Let your fountain be blessed and rejoice in the wife of your youth, a lovely deer, a graceful doe. Let her breast fill you at all times with delight. Be intoxicated always in her love. This seemed like a strange verse to talk about sexual, temp sexual temptation. But this says, it says what? Let your wife, the wife, in, you know, rejoice in the wife of your youth. So every time you're trying to have a sexual encounter with somebody, you know, are you ask yourself, if you're a woman, is this my husband? That I'm, I'm rejoicing or having a, a, a time of intimacy with. Ask yourself, is this, is this my wife if you're a man? Because if it's not, then you're going against this word of God here. Okay? Lamentations 3, 25 to 27. The Lord is good to those who wait for him. To the soul who seeks him, it is good that one should wait quietly for the salvation of the Lord. It is good for a man that he bear the yoke in his youth. This is talking about the Lord being your portion, the Lord being the one that you hope in, the Lord being the one that never ceases, that you have your mercy from. And so you might feel like you have this heavy burden on you. I want you to wait quietly before the Lord, that He's your salvation. That if, if He saved you and gave you salvation through Jesus Christ, then He can save you from this. 1 Peter 3.15 In your hearts regard Christ, the Lord, as holy, always being prepared to make a defense to anyone who asks you for a reason for the hope that is in you. When you... Look at yourself. You dress yourself. When you look at yourself and you dress yourself, you have to regard that you, in your heart, you regard Christ as holy. And you're always preparing yourself to defend the, to, to defend the gospel. And so the way that you present yourself, nobody might ask you, are you defending the gospel? Or you, 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 know, you know Jesus. But just the way you dress, just the way you, you handle yourself, what you listen to. Because when you, people are around you, what you listen to, they hear it. What you, t what you say about what you, how your conversation is, if it's always sexual, they hear it. Are those defending the gospel? You know, it's not just what you do in secret, but what you do out there. That's why I always say that, you know, um, rap music is a doorway to sex, to drugs, because they, 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 they think about those things. 
2 Peter 3, 10 to 14. But the day of the Lord will come like a thief. Therefore, be, be diligent to be found by him without spot or blemish and at peace. Do you want to be masturbating? Are you being without blemish when you masturbate? When you watch porn? When you cheat on your wife or your husband? Or when you dress? Are you, are you being without blemish, without spot? James 1, 14 to 15. But each person is tempted when he is lured and enticed by his own desire. Then desire, when it is conceived, gives birth to sin. And sin, when it is fully grown, gives brings forth death. That's how temptation works. It reminds you of your feeling that you had when you sinned. It, you know, the enemy doesn't expose the, the, the temptation right away. He, he brings it through feelings. The more you entertain the feeling, the more the feeling grows, the more you want it. Because when the desire is nurtured, it conceives, it gives birth. It, it's nurtured in your flesh, in your mind, in your eyes. You see, you see it, you want it. You see something, you want it. That's why I always say that if you're trying to stop pornography addiction, you have to stop Instagram. You have to stop Facebook because there are people out there that dress seductively that will be feeding you or you have to unfollow certain people. Okay. Just as King David, you don't want to stroke the fire of lust. You want to burn it out. You want to pour water on it. The water of the word on it. So that it does not ablaze. So that it does not increase in its growth. Hebrews 2, 17 to 18. Therefore he had to be made like his brothers in every respect. So that he might become a merciful and faithful high priest in the service of God. To make propitiation for the sins of the people. For because he himself has suffered when tempted, he is able to help those who are being tempted. And this was Jesus. You know, Jesus was tempted, but he never sinned. There are external voices. Just like how the enemy came to Jesus and spoke to him. Sometimes those voices are within. Jesus was hungry when he fasted. He wanted, he wanted to eat. The enemy said, hey, do you want to turn these stones into bread? What did Jesus say? say to the enemy? Man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Matthew 4, 1-13. And then we look at Romans 14, 21. It says, It is good not to eat meat or drink wine or do anything that causes your brother to stumble. What is this talking about? We want to be able to avoid sin and help other people avoid sin as well. We are not to help lead somebody into sinning by joking around or, you know, dressing a certain way or presenting them to be able to fall into temptation. You have to be mindful of your brother, what you're struggling with. If you know 
you know, they are struggling, they're struggling with gluttony and they want to eat everything. You don't take them to the to a buffet. No. The same with yourself. You are your, your own brother as well. You are your own sister. You have to love yourself, not to lead yourself into temptation. So if you know you, if you go to this place or if you go to this website or if you go to this specific place, there are, there are certain restaurants I don't go to because I know the spirit there. Maybe, maybe that community has that spirit. So you have to ask yourself. Maybe you go to a certain bar or certain restaurant or, you know, you go to a certain place. Like Hooters, Hooters is a restaurant that women dress very seductively. I've never been there, but I've heard a lot of men love going there. Not because they have nice wings, but because the women dress very seductively. So if you know you go to Hooters, you're not going there to get wings. You're going there to look. You're going there to look. So why are you leading yourself into temptation? You're, you're leading yourself to stumble. Matthew 5, 27 to 30 says, you have, heard that, you have heard that it was said, you shall not commit adultery. But I say to you that everyone who looks at a woman with lustful intent has already committed adultery with her in his heart. If your right eye causes you to sin, tear it out and throw it away. For it is better that you lose one of your members than that, than that your whole body be thrown into hell. And if your right hand causes you to sin, cut it off and throw it away. For it is better that you lose one of your members than your whole body go into hell. And this is not talking about cutting off your fingers and your toes and your eyes and all that. No, it's talking about doing that in the realm of the spirit. If you know that, you know, a certain man with, you know, all these muscles is running around in the neighborhood you don't drive in that direction. No, you take a different route and drive somewhere else to get to your destination. You take that member out of that. Because if you look at it, if you look at him sweating, you know, running around and you start looking and you keep looking and your your mind goes there. And then now you, you, you're thinking of yourself in the bedroom with him. You don't, you don't know if he's married or not. You're going there. Or a man, if you know that a woman is dressed a certain way in aisle 15, you don't go to aisle 15. Even though you know you're supposed to go get something out aisle 15, you take your eyes somewhere else to a different aisle and get all you need in, in aisle 2, 3, 4. And then later on, you go back to aisle 15 when that woman is not there. So what I'm saying is that you have to be led. The Bible says in Romans 8 that, you know, those that are the sons of God are those that are led by the Holy Spirit. Galatians 6, 7, it says, Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever one sows, that will he also reap. If you sow sex, sometimes you will reap STDs. You will reap baggages in marriage, guilt, conscience you re you reap you know deeper addiction to pornography and sex if you so you know watching porn every time you watch porn you're you're sowing something you're sowing your time your purity your your ears your eyes on the lord you leave with guilt you leave with with feeling dirty you you leave with shame 
because you sold something. There's an exchange. Never think that when you are sinning, there's no exchange. There is always an exchange. The enemy doesn't just take you one mile. He takes you the whole road. And so you have to remember, do not be deceived. God is not mocked. He sees you whenever you, you look at that website. He sees you whenever you, you go and sleep with that woman or that man. He sees you when you're staring at that woman or that man in a lustful way. He sees it. There's a difference between looking one time and looking two times, three times, four times, five times. 1 Corinthians 6, 15 to 20. Do, not, do you not know that your bodies are members of Christ? Shall I then take the members of Christ and make them members of a prostitute? Never. Or do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit within you, whom you have from God? He made you in his own image. You are not your own. You were, for you were bought with a price. So glorify God in your body. You were bought with the price. God made you just as he made himself. We are, we are the likeness of God. And so, when you're looking at pornography with your eyes, the eyes of God is looking at it. Think about that. When you dress and put on those outfits that are lustful, you're putting lustful dresses on the body of God. And you're seated in heavenly places with lust clothes on. Do you want to be seated in heavenly places with lust clothes on? No. 2 Corinthians 5.17 Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. You are no longer the old you. When you, when you gave your life to Jesus, the old you has passed away. Do not be enslaved by the yoke of bondage anymore. Hebrews 10, 24 to 25. And let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works, not neglecting to meet together as it is the habit of some, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day approaching. You got to repent and change. You got to ask yourself to confess. And when you confess, you feel better. You got to pray and remind each other of the word of God. He, that's what it says in Hebrews. James 4, 6. James 4, 6. It says, but he gives more grace. Therefore, it says, God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. You got to humble yourself, repent, and pray. And God will forgive you. David did, David did that in Psalms 32. He says, Blessed is the one who, whose transgression is forgiven, whose sin is covered. Blessed is the man against whom the Lord counts no iniquity. You will never feel worthy unless you confess and you repent. And that comes with humility. Matthew 5, 8. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. If your heart is not pure, you will not see God. If you keep allowing the enemy to tempt you to sin and watch porn and masturbate, your heart is not pure. Your heart is sinful. And you're like, wait, I can't see God. I can't feel God. I can't sense the Holy Spirit. He's there. But you're not seeing him because you, your heart is not pure to see him. He never left. The Holy Spirit never leaves. You just get distant. 
Ephesians 1, 19 to 21. And what is the immeasurable greatness of his power toward us, who believe, according to the working of his great might, that he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places, far above all rule and authority and power and dominion, and above and above every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in the one to come. So know that what you're struggling with, God is powerful, has authority, rules, and power and dominion over it. So the lust and the porn and the masturbation, he has power over it. So you have to look to him to get deliverance. That is where it comes from. Let us listen to this song by All Nations Worship.
So I played Glory to the Lamb by Jeffrey Golden, and then I played Embassy Worship. Um, we bow down. I am so ready to have another Embassy Worship album released. I know it's in stone. It's happening. It's coming. And I just can't wait to hear the new sound, the new wine, the new oil, the new sound that is coming. I love Embassy Worship. Anyway, so today, as I said, we we're talking about overcoming pornography, overcoming masturbation. People who indulge in pornography open the door to masturbation. And that's all under the category of lust, the spirit of lust. We see the spirit of lust in Delilah. That's how, you know, she was able to draw something to her and we see the spirit of lust in the lustful woman in proverbs the bible talks about the lustful woman the adulterous woman the you know do not go to the woman the lustful woman's house i'm gonna read all of those bible verses but i don't want to get i don't want to get ahead of myself the harlot, basically. Many people say that Bathsheba was a harlot, but in my opinion, she wasn't in a in a specific way. Somebody can become, honestly, anything can become temptation, in how you view it, and where and how you position yourself. Um. David was supposed to be at war, but he was out of position. And because he was out of position, the enemies presented him with temptation. Anything 
can be a way of temptation if you open yourself to it. And when you open yourself, because the Bible says that, you know, when the minds give birth, when the mind give birth to sin, right? There's a Bible Bible verse that talks about how um, temptation comes in the mind, and then over time the mind will give birth to the sin, and then the sin to death. Let me find that Bible verse. Because how you think, the desire, when it's conceived, it comes in the mind. James 1.15, it says, after desire has conceived. And we see desire being conceived even in the beginning of the word of God. When, uh, when Eve was looking at the, at the specific tr- uh, fruit that God told her and Adam not to eat. Well, God told Adam not to eat. God told them, do not touch this. I mean, do not eat this. He didn't say do not touch it, but he said don't eat of it, right? And so, because the enemy lured her to look at it and look at it so long that she started to have a desire. The Bible says that, you know, the lust of the eyes, the lust, the lust of the flesh, and the pride of life, Right? It all, it all doesn't just come just because you're a human being. It's how you cultivate it. That's how it becomes a desire. The more you look at it, the more you... I mean, as a woman, think about it. When you go to the store, even, or even a man, when you go to a car lot and you look at the cars, the more you look at it and then you sit in it and then you drive it around, your desire is being, is being matured, Right? You didn't just look at it, but you actually like sat in it and drove the car. And as women, when we go to a store and we see a dress, we might not even like it in the, you know, when we first see it. But the more we look at it and we touch it and we try it on, we're like, mm, I can make it work, right? It's, it's how your desire is being conceived. People who watch pornography, you know, they, when, when they say they watch pornography, they watch it, and then the more they, they watch it, they get, you know, curiosity sets in. And then they keep watching it. It's like Netflix. Netflix and chill. You watch a show. The first one, you're like, oh, my gosh, this show is amazing. And then you want to watch more because they make the first show amazing because they want you to be ensnared and have a desire, right, to keep watching it. The same with this. When it comes to pornography and masturbation, when you give when you give yourself to that desire, when it's conceived as a child in your belly, when it's conceived with your encounter with it, because conception has to have an encounter, right? When it's conceived with your encounter with it, it gives birth to sin. And when sin is full grown, so remember desire, your desires is like a child, okay? When it's conceived, because conception is you continuously doing it, doing it. And then when you continuously do it, it becomes sin. And sin 
then becomes a stronghold when it's fully grown. And when it's fully grown, it gives birth to death. David was standing there looking at Bathsheba. David was a man of worship. He was a man of integrity. He was a man who, whose heart was after the Lord. He was a man who was, you know, had a crown. He was, after he was crowned king, he went straight, after he was anointed by Samuel the prophet, he went straight back to where he, he was. He went back to tend to the sheep. He was a man of integrity, a man of humility, a man who was well postured. But he still had a weakness. So it doesn't matter how anointed you are. You can still have a weakness. And if you don't know what your weakness is, the enemy is very happy to use that weakness against you. And that's why one of the reasons why many well-known people fall from glory is because they think that, oh, they are anointed, so they're good. No, 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 no. Even Jesus, when he was... When he was anointed on earth, the enemy still tried to bring certain things to weaken him. But he knew the word and he used it against the enemy. Even if Jesus has to pray, you have to pray too, right? Against the enemy. And even, oh God, thank you. And even the, 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 the Lord's prayer says, lead me not into temptations, but deliver me from evil. God knows Regardless of how anointed, how powerful you are, you will still fall into temptations. So he's like, pre-temptation, pre lead me not into temptation. Let's look at uh, David and Bathsheba. We see in Second Samuel 11 about how when David was out of position, like I said, he had to be somewhere. And that's the thing about sin is that whenever, what I've, what I've realized personally is that whenever you're out of position, sin is right there around you. The times where I have fallen into temptations, the times where I have fell short is because I was not in position. That's why when God tells me, Bernice, I want you to leave this place and go here. I don't waste time. There are times where I'm like, I need confirmation before I leave because everything seems right here. I don't know why you want me to move or you want me to leave this place. But because I have realized over the years that if I stay too long, the enemy knows where to get me. And that's exactly what I want you to know is that when you are masturbating, when you are watching porn, you are out of position. There is something that you're supposed to be doing. There is something that you're supposed to be doing at that moment that you're not doing. And so the enemy can present to you that temptation. So Second Samuel 2. It said here. I want to find where it talks about Bathsheba bathing. 
Hold on, please. Okay, there it is. Perfect. All right. Second um, Samuel eleven two says, "Then it happened one evening that David arose from his bed." Ah, let's start from first one. Second uh, Samuel eleven it says, "It happened in the spring of the year, at the time when kings go out to battle, that David sent Joab and his servant with him and all Israel." Um. And they destroyed the people of Ammon and besieged Rabbah. But David remained at Jerusalem. Then it happened one evening that David arose from his bed. I want us I I to pause right here. It says that when kings go out to battle, he's a king. Why is he not in battle? Everybody, everybody went, but he remained. Then the worst part is that he arose one evening. If you know the, um, the, the different types of prayer watches, okay? I don't know if you know what prayer watches are, but I did a series on prayer watches. You can go back in my... Um, my podcast and look at it. There are different times in the day where lust is high, when sex is easier to fall into temptation of. That's why most women say they don't want to be out with a guy past 9 o'clock, okay, or past 8 o'clock. There's a time between... In the afternoon, from 12 o'clock to 3 o'clock. The, the prayer watches are three intervals. I don't go along with the prayer watches. I've done the prayer watches in the past, but I let the Holy Spirit lead me in prayer. Most people who don't know how to let the Holy Spirit lead them, lead them in prayer, normally they, they, they use the prayer watches as, a, as, a, as a, a way, an entry door to pray righteously, to pray effectively. And then over time, they, they are able to tap into the Holy Spirit to help them pray. And so the times in the prayer watch where lust is very high is around 12 o'clock and 3 o'clock p.m. 12 p.m. and 3 p.m. And also between 9 to 2 a.m. That is where 9 p.m. to 2 a.m., 12 o'clock p.m. to 3 p.m. And I will, I will say 90%, 90% of the time, that is where temptations is high. That is where people dress more seductively. That is where you see and you, you feel a lot of lustful spirits during that time. Because that time is a time where the enemy likes to arouse the spirit of lust. If you don't know what a prayer watch is, I really urge you to just Google it and just put on there, understanding, understanding the prayer watches or just put prayer watches on uh, Google. But those are the times. Prayer watches are in three intervals. 
Okay. They are in three intervals. The the twelve the the twelve PM to three PM is the eight prayer watch. The eight prayer watch. Okay. And then the um the nine PM to twelve AM is the oh excuse me. The the twelve PM and to the three PM is the seventh prayer watch. The 9 p.m. to 12 a.m. is the second prayer watch, and then the 12 a.m. to 3 p. The 12 a.m. to 3 a.m. is the third prayer watch. We all know that the 12 p. The 12 p.m. to the 12 a.m. to the 3 a.m. is the witchcraft time. You. Uh, you want to look at the prayer watches. It really expands your mind. And I've realized that the the 12 p.m. to, to 6 p.m., there's an apostolic prayer watch in that time. I don't know which one, but it is. So if you find yourself praying at a certain time a lot, you might want to find out what that prayer watch entails. It could be your calling, okay, as a prayer warrior. So, let's go back to what was happening here. He was not in place. He was out of place. Then it happened one evening that David arose from his bed and walked on the roof of the king's house. And from the roof he saw a woman bathing. And the woman was very beautiful to behold. So David sent and inquired about the woman. So, first of all, he is up one night, walking on the roof, which is not a bad thing. But then he walked in the roof and he saw a woman bathing. The Bible says that men, you know, um, you shall not look at a woman with lust. For in doing so, you have already committed adultery with her in your heart. He was looking at her and he, he, saw, that, he saw that she was very beautiful to behold. Not just that, but lust crept in. Lust, lust crept in by him sending for her to inquire about her. Remember, when desire conceives, we see desire being conceived here. When did desire be conceived? When he behold her beauty. And then the desire, over time, became, gave birth to sin. It gave birth to sin. How? When we, as we keep reading, we will see that it gave birth to sin. This is how it's been fully grown. So David sent and inquired about the woman. And someone said, Is this not Bathsheba, the daughter of Iliam, the wife of Uriah, the Hittite? Then David sent messengers and took her, and she came to him, and he lay with her, for she was cleansed from her impurity, and she returned to her house. Pause. So David sent and inquired about the woman, and when he when they when that when that someone, and someone said, and someone said, that is somebody who was sent to rebuke David. That is somebody who was sent to 
in a form of like a, a, a rebuke, a, a warning. But the thing is that the Bible says that God will always give you a way out of temptation. That nothing has overcome anybody so much that, you know, God will always give you a way out. You have to look for the way out. This was David's way out. His way out was somebody saying, this is not, is, is this not Bathsheba? Bathsheba? She's a wife. She has a husband. It says, then David sent messengers. So when, when David sent them to inquire about her, they came with the word and said, hey, you know, she's married. She's a married woman. She, she has a whole husband, okay, a whole man in her house. Then David sent messengers again to take her. And then she came. And then they lay together. This is where sin, where, where the, the conception of the desire gave birth to sin. Because you're not supposed to sleep with another man's wife. Or if you're a woman, you're not supposed to sleep with another man's... Uh, if you're a woman, you're, you're, not, you're not supposed to sleep with you know, somebody's husband. Right? So the adultery was the sin here. And many people will say, how is that tied to pornography? Every time you watch pornography, you are committing adultery. You are looking, and not just looking, but you are taking pleasure from what you're looking at. And the Bible says that when you look at a woman with lust, and it's not just a woman, but like even a man, when, when, when you're a woman and you're looking at a, a man with lust, you already slept with that person. It says that you know, when, you, when you look at a w- woman with lust, you've, you've already committed adultery with that woman. David already committed adultery with her by looking at her, beholding her in that way. Maybe he didn't know that she was married. You know, Let's give him that. But later on, when he found out she was married, he still wanted to go through with what he was thinking in his head when he was beholding her. I mean, he doesn't say that, you know, he was thinking of sleeping with her, but that initial desire conceived something in him. And that's why I always say that as women, we have to be careful how we present ourselves outside in the world. You know, just because they have these low-cut shirts and, you know, high-waisted pants and your butt sticking out, doesn't mean that you should do that because there is a David out there that don't know how to handle his lustful things. And even men in general, they might not have a lust, but there is a, 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 a small righteous seed of lust in everybody that's okay to have because God has put that in there so that when we get married, we are able to... F- to, to, to pleasure ourselves with our husband if you're a wife or with you know, your wife if you're a husband. There is a desire for sex that God has placed in us. It, it, let me rephrase it. It, it. It's not lust, but it's a desire for sex. It's not like 
lust in a way that is unrighteous. And so we see here that he was thinking about her. He was. He was thinking about her. And that's how lust creeps in. When you go out there and you dress seductively as a woman, you, there are, every time I go to church, I, I'm a very, I, I watch. I'm, I, you know, not just being a watch woman, but I'm, I watch. I'm a very observant person. So I can look at a man and see, okay, this man is getting tempted by this person. There are men, I, I go to church, there are men who are in the parking lot, you know, directing parking. And they will see a certain woman and they will just turn around or close their eyes or they, they will close their eyes or they will turn around or they will, they will do something to avoid lusting after that woman. And they will not do that with certain women. Not because certain women are not beautiful. It's because they've not presented themselves in a way that is easy for them to, to, to slip into temptation. And so when you are out there dressed in a seductive way, that's why I say that Jezebel is the entry door to lust and perversion. Because you are that which is desirable for conception to happen so that sin is birthed. And then when sin is birthed, death happens. So if you are not dressing like a Jezebel, a man will not feel that desire to conceive that desire and even give birth to sin. But if you dress like you respect yourself, that will not happen. See, so you see how Jezebel is a doorway to perversion and lust and pornography and all of that. And so we see that he didn't even like flinch. So people who watch pornography... And I'll, I'll say that there are three ways, there are three stages to pornography. There is the acknowledgement stage. And then there's the decision stage. And then there's the setting stone stage. This is deliverance. How, 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 masturbate, how masturbation and pornography deliverance happen. You have to acknowledge that you have that, you have, you have that, um, Spirit, then you have to um, make a decision that you want to stop. And then there's the set in stone stage. We see here that he was being warned, but he did not stop. Not just that, but she gave birth. It says, and the woman conceived. So she sent and told David and David and said, I am with child. Conception happened. The child eventually died. And that is the death. The sin has then turned into death. When you are addicted to pornography, I would say this, 90% of people who have lust issue, addiction issue, to pornography, to masturbation, are seers. Their eyes, God wants their eyes, but the enemy also wants their eyes as well. And so it's a battle. So 
if you stop watching porn, your eyes will be turned over to the Lord and you're going to see in the realm of the spirit. You're going to see visions. And when you see visions, you, you will be able to see what the enemy is doing and pray against it. So that's why the enemy doesn't want you to be free from pornography because he knows that when you are free, you will see. People who have pornography issue start off watching it and then you are, you are feeding your eyes. It's where the spirit starts, is your eyes. And then your ears, because you hear the sound and then you watch it with your eyes and your ears. And over time, it gives birth to masturbation. So how do you stop? This is how you stop. You have to know that God always gives a way out. He always does. You have to find it. David had his way out. He could have stopped right there when the person, when the someone said, is this not Bathsheba, the wife? He could have stopped right there. Your way out, God always brings a way out. You might be somebody that you might be like David at nighttime. You open your computer or you put on your TV to TVMA. And you over here about to watch porn. And then your computer dies. That's your way out. God is trying to help you. In the beginning stage of sin, the Holy Spirit is there to nudge you to stop. But if you keep ignoring the Holy Spirit, you will no longer be able to hear him. What God is showing me is like water. When you boil water, it's hot when you put your finger in it. The first time, right? It's hot. The more you let it sit and ignore it, the hotness leaves and it becomes lukewarm. My God. It becomes lukewarm like, a, like the atmosphere in the room. And that's what happens is that the Holy Spirit is like the hot water. You put your finger in it and he's trying to tell you, hey, don't do that. Don't, 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 you know, don't, don't, don't watch that. But the more you keep ignoring the, 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 the hot water, that is your signal like, hey, don't, don't, don't go over there. Don't look at that. Don't, don't do this. But do this instead. The hotness of the water becomes lukewarm and you become lukewarm. All right, this song break is overcome by Elevation Worship and we're going to also listen to Cycles by Jonathan McReynolds.
And so the Holy Spirit tells you, you know, don't, don't do that. So then the water becomes lukewarm. But if you don't keep burning it with fire, it, the hotness don't stop. The, the hotness, you know, if you, if you don't keep burning it, with, you know, cooking it, the, the hotness will stop. And what is the burning? Your relationship with God. Your relationship. So, when you ignore the Holy Spirit, His voice becomes less able to discern or hear. Not that He's left, it's that you've left. Because the Bible says that God will give you over to your sin. There is a time. And I, I believe that that time comes when you decide that you don't want to stop. When God keeps telling you, you know, we know that, you know, even the Lord sent, sent um, a prophet, you know, Nathan, to go. Nathan went and told a parable to David. David confessed. Nathan went. God was like, I am. I need to go and confront this man. God will give you someone to warn you that Bathsheba is somebody's wife. God will send a Nathan to you. But the more you keep ignoring it, he will give you over. He will give you over. And many people who are addicted to pornography have been given over. You, you have no control over it. You don't know how to stop. You don't know um, how to not pleasure yourself. Because he's given you over, it, over to it. Because you wanted it more than you wanted him. You cannot serve two masters. And so God gives you what you want. It says that, you know, no temptation has overtaken you except that which is common to mankind, which is common to mankind. And God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can handle. But if you don't resist the enemy, turn to the Lord. He will not flee. But because you keep encountering the enemy and resisting the Lord, he's like, okay, well, you know, He's not going to keep trying to, because there is free will. God is not a force for God. He, there is free will. He will provide a way out so that, so that you, you can endure it. But there is free will. He knows that. He's not going to go against our free will. He never does. And so the reason why you are ensnared, is because you 
ignored the Holy Spirit. You ignored the somebody that he sent to warn you. You ignored Nathan the prophet. You ignored a lot of ways that he was trying to show you a way out. Maybe your TV stopped working when you were trying to watch that TVMA you know, movie or somebody called you. And you ignored all of those things. And now... You are ensnared. You are ensnared because you did not heed to what he was telling you. It says in Romans one twenty four. It says, Wherefore God gave Wherefore, it says, therefore, God also gave them up to unclean, uncleanness through the lust of their own hearts to disown their own bodies among themselves. That's what masturbation is. That's what pornography is. That God will give you over to your own uncleanness through your own lustful desires of your own heart. And that lustful desire of your own heart will then dishonor your own body, the body where he's supposed to dwell, where the Holy Spirit is supposed to be, because we are temples, right? Our body is a temple. He says what? Your body is a temple of the Lord. Holy and acceptable. Is it holy and acceptable? When you're watching porn, you're defiling your body. When you're masturbating, you're defiling the body where he's supposed to live. And those things grieve the Holy Spirit. Initially, you will feel grieve in your heart. But if you look beyond it, if you ignore it, then you're being given over. So how do you come out of that place? Like I said, there are three stages. There's the acknowledgement stage. The acknowledgement stage. The acknowledging that, yes, you have, you have gone to the adulterous house. You have, because that's where pornography is. You are going to the house of the harlot. And yes, many of those people that are in porn... They have their own issues. Many of them have probably have rejection, have family drama. You know, many of them probably have addictions. You know, I would say that nobody in their right mind would want to be a porn star, right? So those people that you're supposed to even have um, empathy for, your empathy, your compassion... To see them free is not there because your heart is so engulfed with your own lustful desires that you don't even see that that person needs freedom. And that is what lust does. Lust blinds you. Lust is the opposite of love. Love shows you that somebody needs to be hugged. Somebody needs to be delivered. Love will cause you to pray for that porn star. Instead of looking at that porn star with lust and, and, and pleasing yourself. So lust will 
blind you from being able to have compassion. And lust is not just in your desires for porn. Lust can be desire for power. Like, you know, when Simeon the sorcerer came to Peter and the disciples and like, hey, can you, I'm going to buy the Holy Spirit. Can you give me the ability, the power to be able to do what you're doing to, to fill people with the Holy Spirit just as you were doing? He was not coming to get power to, to love. His heart was not right. So he wasn't going to use it in a rightful way anyways. So Peter rebuked him. Some people need to be rebuked in their desire for lust, for lustful things, for their initial motive. Your motive is lust. His motive was not love. Peter's motive was love because he wanted people to have what he had and, and be able to, uh, to have a relationship with the Holy Spirit, to have a relationship with God. But Simeon the sorcerer, his motive was lust. And that's what lust does is that it focuses on you, not the other person. And so you don't have love in your heart. You have lust in your heart. We see here in the book of Psalms about the warning that Solomon gives his son, David. Wait, no. Proverbs is um, Solomon. David wrote Psalms. Proverbs is... That's what I meant. I want, I want us to go to Proverbs. That's why I was talking about Proverbs. Anyway, David wrote Psalms. Solomon wrote Proverbs. Solomon, the son of David. So... We see here in Proverbs, when Solomon was warning and saying that, be careful of the harlot. Every time you watch porn, you're looking, you are, you are at the house of the harlot. It says the crafty harlot, Proverbs 7, 6. Let's read that. It says, for at the window of my house... I looked through my lattice and saw among the simple. I perceived among the youths a young man devout of understanding, passing along the street near her corner, and he took the path to her house. Whenever you go and watch porn, whenever you go and buy and purchase pornography materials, You are taking the path to her house, to the harlot's house. You have made your computer, your phone, your TV, your DVD, a house of the harlot. In the twilight, in the evening, again, David was going to the roof in the evening. There's always that time between that 9 p.m. to 2 a.m., in the nighttime, where the enemy is very active with lust. 
He was supposed to be sleeping. You were supposed to be sleeping, right? In the black and dark night. And there a woman met him with with a tie of a harlot and a crafty heart. She was loud and rebellious. Her feet would not stay at home. She's not staying at home. You are not staying at home. Nobody's staying at home. Nobody's in the position that you're supposed to be in. And that's how the enemy comes in because you're out of position. And we know all that that happened. It says, uh, at times she was outside, at times in the open square, lurking at every corner. She's looking. That's what the spirit of lust does. It's looking to tempt somebody. Because how the spirit of lust feeds, how the spirit of Jezebel with lust feeds other people is through looking to ensnare somebody. People who dress seductively, like I, I told you guys, I used to dress seductively and I stopped. Because I got delivered. The Lord delivered me from that. People who dress seductively like to be looked at because that's how the spirit is being fed. Because they want other people to, to be ensnared, to, to fall into, into temptation. That's their whole purpose. That's the whole purpose of dressing seductively or, you know, putting on certain outfits is to be ensnared. That's how they get fed. They don't, they don't get fed by watching porn or doing... No, that spirit motive is to feed those that are addicted to pornography and those that are addicted to, to masturbation. And so he met her. He was out of position. He was not sleeping. He was supposed to be somewhere else at evening time. And she was looking for him and he was looking too. So both of you are looking. But the thing is, if you stop looking and that person is looking, you're not feeding that person. They go away. Resist the, you know, turn to God, resist the enemy, and he will flee. Many men say that when, when a woman come around them and is trying to tempt them, they intentionally avoid that woman. And eventually that woman will leave because that spirit will get tired. And even for me, when a guy comes around me, you know, and he's cute and he has muscles and whatnot. And I know for a fact that I can discern that he's not somebody, you know, I should be talking to. I ignore him and eventually he leaves. You know, most men will get mad. But they leave. I'm not looking for him. He was looking for me. But I, if I look for him and he look for me, we're going we're gonna to find each other. And that's what the spirit of lust is. If you get free from pornography and masturbation, it doesn't mean that the spirit of lust will go away. There will always be somebody out there that is lustful. But you are not looking for it. It might be looking for you, but you are not going to look for it. Do you understand? And so we see here that they were both looking for each other. So she, she caught him and kissed him. With an impudent face, she said to him, I have, I have peace offering with me. Today I have paid my vows. So I, I came out to meet you diligently to seek your face. She was diligent. She was persistent. I have found you. And that's what the spirit of lust is. It's persistent. 
the reason why you keep having thoughts of wanting to watch porn and thoughts of wanting to masturbate is because you have opened in your home or wherever it is that you, you kept doing watching porn or kept masturbating, you have opened in your home that doorway for that spirit to come in. There's there are familiar spirits. Okay, when you when you're dealing with deliverance, it's not just one per, one demon you're dealing with. It's different types of demons. There are demons that are sent around you to entice you, to 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 to, to speak to you, to lure you. Okay, and to and there, and there's there there is people who have the the spirit of pornography, uh, masturbation. They also have the spirit called the flashback spirit and the recall spirit, okay? The demon of recall and the demon of flashback. Because when you stop watching porn, you will start to remember images that you saw when you used to watch it. You will start to dream about it. You will start to see it. Because there is a spirit in you to rehearse what you have seen so that the appetite, the desire is still being conceived and still being grown. You understand? So when you cast out a spirit of lust, you don't just cast out that spirit of pornography addiction and masturbation addiction, but you cast out that spirit of recall and that spirit of um, flashback. Okay? So that it will not continue to remind a person that anymore. So when you're somebody who have, the, who have been masturbating and, and watching porn and you wake up, you're like, whoa, you're not even like looking at any porn stuff. You, it's, you're just by yourself, but you keep thinking and you keep seeing images of, of you know, what you've seen is because you have a spirit of recall. You have a spirit of flashback. And the spirit and, and, and for us Christians, our recall and flashback is supposed to be the Holy Spirit. But you have kicked the Holy Spirit out. So now there's a demon that's pretending to be what you need, but it's not giving you what you need. The Holy Spirit is the one that searches us and brings back in remembrance what we need, right? But when you replace the Holy Spirit with a demon of recall, a demon of flashback, they will remind you of things that are lustful. So you, you keep asking yourself, but you, you, you already stopped watching it. Why do you, keep, you, why do you keep thinking about that? Why do you keep seeing those images? It's because you have that spirit in you. The first step to deliverance from the spirit is, one, acknowledging that you have an issue. That you you have been looking lurking for this Proverbs seven harlot, okay, and it's not just a woman; it's a man too. You know, women. There are women who have been addicted to pornography. There are, you know, men that have been addicted to pornography. Okay, it's not gender specific. Spirits are not gender specific. And so, first is acknowledging that you have an issue. You know it. You know it. Everybody knows it, probably or not. It depends on how deep your your struggle is. There are men who have lost their wives because of pornography. There are 
men who have lost their jobs because they were on the job computer watching porn, did they know that the, the computer was being recorded or being monitored? Okay? There are people who have lost houses because of the addiction to pornography. So it's not something to play with because it's, it's not something to play with because you will not get arrested for watching porn. That's how bad it is. You're not getting arrested to watch important. That's why it's so easy for people to step into it. You, you get arrested for having drugs with you, but you will not get arrested. I mean, you get arrested for having child pornography, and that's a whole other, you know, ugly side of the, that, that industry. But you will not get arrested for having pornography in your house. Hotels actually have pornography. You will not get arrested for doing those things. And so people find it even more harder because it's easy to have. And even like TV, like when you're watching, I don't, I've not watched, I have not watched the TV in like five years, in a very long time. Um, and I, you know, I stopped watching TV because the Lord led me to watch, you know, stop watching TV so that I can get more consecrated with him. Okay. So. You. You watch TV, and they have these. I remember the the burger, you know, they're they're selling soap and, or they're selling like. Spray. And this guy is like half naked. Like, like you don't need you don't put spray spray on yourself when you're you're half naked. You put spray on yourself when you're fully dressed. Nobody puts spray on themselves when they're they're naked or half naked. No. After you finish dressing, that's when you put spray on yourself. But because they want to sell sex, they have to do it that way. So it's easy. Sex is everywhere. It's easy. That's why it's hard for people to get out of it. But the first step, like I said, is acknowledging that you have the issue. That you, you want deliverance. That you want it. You have to acknowledge that you, you want it. That you want to be free. Because when you do that, you're exposing the enemy. You, and, and one thing you can do is you can tell a close friend, like, hey, you, just, you, have, you have addiction to this pornography or masturbation. And that even the more unveils that sin. Because what the enemy doesn't like, what, what the enemy likes is that you hide your sin. But when you unhide it, it's a confessed Confess your sins one to another so that you can be healed when we pray for each other, right? Your repeated thoughts, when it's untamed, can cause you to want to hide it. You can look at Romans 6 and 7 and 8. When you hide it from people, you're not growing. You're actually helping the enemy to, because the enemy likes to hide. It wants to be hidden. It wants to be hidden in the dark. Nobody shine any light on it. But when you decide, I want to be free. I want to be free from this spirit. God hears you. And he moves on your behalf. The second stage is this. It's, it's easy to say you want to be free. People always say, oh, I want to be free from this. I want to be free from that. But the work is where the, 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 the test of your freedom is. Your desire for freedom is established. 
Now, the second stage is your decision, the decision stage. This is where you change your daily routine. This is where you start to put in the work. This is where you take charge of your life because your life has not been in your charge anymore. Not your whole life. Mm-mm. Your whole life has not been in, 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 your, in your possession. Some of it has been overtaken by spirits of lust. Decision is where you write down. Today is the 28th. June 28, 2022 is the last day, is the, is the beginning of my freedom from lust, from pornography, from, from masturbation. You have to write that down. Write that date down. The Bible says in Habakkuk, it says, write the vision down, make it plain, so when you see it, you can run with it. You have to write it down. If you have a whiteboard, write it down. Wherever you can see it every day. Put that date down. Today is the last day. Now, I know somebody's saying, Jesus. Okay. Somebody's saying, can they have one last pleasure of sex today or pornography today? You're not ready. Why do you want to please yourself one, one last time before you step into? God sees all of that. You know that, right? Do not test the Lord your God. You have to make up your mind. It's done deal today. Don't say you want to please yourself or you want to, I I smell cigarettes. You want to smoke one last time before you stop it. You want to smoke weed one last time before you want to get a last hit. No. Ignore the hit. Ignore the, the desire. Say no to it. That's where your power is. That's where your power is. You make that decision, you make that decision right now and say, today is my be- the beginning of my freedom. Write that date down. When you write it down, something happens in the realm of the, in the, realm of the spirit. The, whenever we write down things, things happen in the realm of the spirit. You don't, people don't know that. That's why, God, that's why God says, write the vision down. When you write it down, when it's written, there is something that happens in the, in the supernatural to let, to let demons know, to let angels know, this is set in stone. So you write it down. Every day you look at it. You change your, 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 your routine. It's very important. You have to change your routine you figure out which part and and this this method works with everything that you want to well not everything but majority of things you want to overcome if you have a food addiction these this method works with a lot of things that you want to get free from you get a calendar you put that date there every day you mark the day that you have overcome that thing you put a check or a heart or whatever you want to put there. Star, whatever you want to put there. Now, you have to change your routine. 
First, you have to figure out the, the, the consistency of the place where you are tempted. Where do you get tempted the most to masturbate or to watch porn? You have to figure it out. Where is that? For me, when I used to dress seductively, I would dress seductively not to church, but to parties, to, to weddings and to engagement and to baby showers and to things that are, you know, where we, we, you know, we dance and we have a good time, right? Where we have, like, we eat, those type of community events. That's where I used to dress seductively. So I had to go back to my closet and figure out where these clothes are going. Where am I taking these clothes? Then I had to take out those clothes and throw them in the trash and get new clothes to go to those places that I used to go to. So you have to target where in your life. Some people, it might be in the morning time that you might watch porn or masturbate. And that's, that's, that's a lot. And, and, you know, no judgment here. Everybody have, you know, their own demons that they're fighting. Early in the morning, some people watch porn and masturbate. Some people watch it at nighttime. Most people watch it at nighttime. Some people in the afternoon. You have to figure out within your day, Think, think to yourself, ask the Holy Spirit right now. Holy Spirit, help them to pinpoint which part of your days do they fall into temptation of pornography? You probably already know. My, you know, my thought is this. Many of you probably watch porn when you're either depressed when you are by yourself, when you're alone, when you're lonely, or when you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing. Maybe you're supposed to write a paper and you're stressed. Maybe you're supposed to go to work and you're stressed. Maybe you don't have a job and you're looking for a job and you're stressed. Most people do that. You know, there's a... That... that Pornography can be a source of relief for people. And so you have to figure out where is your ticking point? Where is the ticking bomb? Where, where does the bomb start to tick? Ask the Holy Spirit to show you. And in that specific time, because there is, there is a specific consistency time that you have set that you don't know that you have set in place for that thing. You have to put something else there. Maybe get a book to read. Maybe start reading Proverbs. Start reading something in the Bible. Start watching, you know, I feel my feet, on, my feet is on fire right now. Yep, God is saying start reading the Bible. During that time, if you cannot start reading it, put on audio Bible and listen to it. Do something with the Bible during that time. Because when you turn to God and resist the enemy enough, he will leave. Trust me, it, that spirit will go. And that pertains to a lot of different things that you might be struggling with. 
Second thing of setting your day. You gotta find a time to pray and worship. You have to. Some people do it at night time. Some people do it in the morning time. Whichever rock your boat. Maybe, you, maybe you're not good at waking up at 3 a.m. to pray. But if you can wake up at 3 a.m. to watch porn, you can wake up at 3 a.m. to pray. Maybe you are better at 2 o'clock in the morning or 12 o'clock or 9 p.m. before you go to bed. Find a place, a time before your day starts that you can pray and really war in the spirit and worship because that will be the cat the catalyst to merge your whole day into the will of God because watching porn and masturbating is not the will of God for you when you set your day in position the enemy does not have a, a, a room to come in okay third thing you have to put on your full armor every single day. Every, every single morning when you wake up, put it on. I put on my helmet of salvation in the name of Jesus. I don't care how dirty you feel because you've done something last night. Put it on. I put on my helmet of salvation in Jesus' name. I put on my breastplate of righteousness in Jesus' name. I put on my belt of truth in Jesus' name. I put on my shoes of peace. My, I pick up my shield of faith to quench every fiery darts of the enemy because those fiery darts will come. The enemy knows you're trying to get free and he cannot let you get free because if you get free, you will be a battle axe against him. You will be a warrior against him. You will be a seer. You'll be the prophet, the pastor, the engineer, the teacher, whatever you call it, you'll be it. And he cannot have that. So, third thing, like I said, you have to worship and pray you have to i have never met anybody who have overcome that spirit of masturbation and pornography well i'm not gonna say this that it cannot happen instantly god can do it he can do it instantly you can get free quick he can do it but if you don't have a consistent prayer life consistent worship life you will find yourself back there Okay, if you've not heard me say anything, this is key. You have to set a time to pray and worship. Okay, if you don't know what to say, just sit there and just let the songs play. When, when, when you let the songs play and you're sitting there, the enemy will bring flashbacks to you. That's what the enemy does. The moment he finds that you're trying to get in the presence of God, he will send memories of those things that you saw or, or watched or did in the past. He's trying to stop you. But don't let that stop you. Don't let that, don't let that make you feel dirty of going before the Lord. He already knows. That's one of the enemy's tactics. That's why I'm talking about the spirit of recall and the spirit of flashback. You got to bind that spirit. Say, in the name of Jesus, I bind that spirit right now. And then you say, yes, devil, that's who I was, but that's not who I am anymore. Then you start going into the presence of God, praying, not saying, God, I am so sorry and being guilty. No, start glorifying God, start exalting his name. The enemy will go and leave you alone. So my warning to you is that you will have flashbacks 
when you step into prayer and worship. The enemy will bring memories of what you looked at, what you did in the past, because he knows that if he does that, he's defeating you emotionally, that you're going to feel like you're not worthy to come to the Lord. But the Lord says, come boldly to the throne of grace. It, doesn't, it didn't say when, you, when you're all good and when you're all pure, when you're all you know, righteous. No, come boldly to the throne of grace. Okay? As a child of God, come boldly to his throne. And so those are the three things I want you to do when you are in the decision stage. Every day, look at that date that you set down and keep praying to the Lord, help me, God. You know what I'm doing. I'm trying to get away from this. Help me, help me, help me. This is the decision, the decision stage with you personally with God. Then there's a decision stage when you go out in the world. Because the world is a different lion, okay? The world is a different place, okay? That's what temptations are. You will face temptations when you go out there. You will. The enemy will bring people around you. If you're a woman, the enemy will bring men who have muscles around you, okay? The ones that you like. Not the ones that you don't like, the ones that you like. If you like light-skinned men, oh, you will see light-skinned men with muscles everywhere you go. And it's not, it's not that you are focusing on that, no. The enemy knows that you stop feeding yourself in your quiet time, in, by yourself. So now, because you're out in his world, he needs to feed you. So, those Jezebel spirits, seducting spirits out there, are going to be out there. Just as the Proverbs 7 woman, the harlot, was out there looking. She said, I was looking for you. And I found you. Right? It says here. So, I came, uh, Proverbs seven fifteen. So, I came out to meet you diligently to seek your face. And I have found you. I have spread my bed with tapestry, colored covering of Egyptian linen. She's ready. She says, I have made perfumed my bed. I have perfumed my bed. She's ready. Okay? So know that, know that that spirit is ready out there. That's why, that's why God says, the Lord's prayer says, Lead me not into temptations. But deliver me from evil. Because Jesus knew that there's temptations out there. If you are personally in your own quiet time. Removing, removing temptation from your sight. You can't go out there and remove temptations. You can resist temptations. You can pray ahead of time. That you don't fall into temptation. That you, you're not led to the harlot's house. And that's why, the, that's why the, 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 the Lord's Prayer is so brilliant. When you really study the Lord's Prayer, it's so brilliant. And so before you go out, that's why, that's why I'm saying that prayer is important. And worship is important. Because before you go out there, you need to pray against those things that you're going to encounter. Do not be afraid of them, but pray against them. Do not expect them, but pray against them. You got to pray and ask God to send his angels to be 
the doorkeeper of your eyes. Okay? Break the wall of fire over your eyes. Isaiah, the prophet, says, Woe, woe is me, for I am undone. I am a man of unclean lips, and I live among a people of unclean lips. You know you are a man of unclean lips, and you live among a people of unclean lips. So what did he say? Send your angel with coal in his hands to touch my lips, to purify my lips. You got to pray that prayer. If a prophet can pray that prayer, you can pray that prayer. So tell the Lord, purge my eyes. Lord, shield me from this thing. If you know that when you go to the mall, that's when you see these people or these temptations, before you go, put on your full armor. Tell the Lord, I need you to help me. Send your angels to push them away. And when you see it, when you see the temptation, don't look twice. Don't stand there or don't inquire about it like David did. No, resist it. Turn to God. You can put on worship music in your ears. Or you, okay, thank you, Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is saying, have Bible verses in your mind that, that you can meditate on, okay? That, that you can meditate on. There are a lot of Bible verses that you can, you know, let this mind be in me, which was also in Christ Jesus. You can, you can start to recite that, or, you know, under your, under, your, under your breath, okay? Or say it in your mind. You're renewing your mind around this thing because your mind was not renewed around it. Your mind was ensnared by it. And when you see that spirit, do not keep looking at it. Look away. Because, look, the reason why Jehu was able to overcome Jezebel is because he did not look at Jezebel. He overthrew her. He did not look at her. So you can't be looking at it. You have to stop looking. Don't keep looking. Don't take two, two, two looks, three looks, because then you're, you're conceiving desire and desire giving birth to sin again. Because the spirit knows you're looking at it. It does. That's what that, that spirit is supposed to do. It likes it when, 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 when you look at it. Women who dress seductively, they like it when men look at them. Men who dress seductively, they like it when women look. That's, that's how the spirit gets fed. It sees you looking at, at, at it and it likes it because that's how it's getting fed. So you have to stop looking at it. And the last point, when you go out there, the first one is pray against it. Ask God to Shield your, your eye gates, your ear gates with his, his fire to send angels to help you to guard those gates. Especially your eye gates. Okay. And then when you're out there, if you're filled with the Holy Spirit, you can pray in tongues. When you feel like sin has crept in. Maybe you saw somebody and you, after you left their presence, this is, this is how sin creeps in. You see something, after you leave the presence, you're still thinking about it. That's how sin creeps in. 
David had sin creeping when he left Bathsheba's presence and he was still thinking about her to the fact that he went to ask somebody to inquire about her, okay? And even after they inquired about her, he still sent somebody out to go and bring her back because sin crept in, lust crept in. So you have to stop praying in tongues. When you find yourself thinking continuously about that thing, there are two things. Either stop praying in tongues or recite these Bible verses. First Corinthians, it talks about how you bring everything captive to the obedience of Jesus Christ. You bring everything captive to the obedience. Bring everything into captivity to the obedience of Jesus Christ. 2 Corinthians 10.5. This Bible verse will bless your life. Casting down imagination and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Jesus Christ. It talks about how we fight not, we fight not against flesh and blood and against principalities and things in the heavenly places and all of that. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. When you are reciting those Bible verses in your head and resisting the enemy, you are pulling down strongholds. Renewing your mind is pulling down strongholds. And it says six, and having in a readiness to revenge all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. When you are casting down those thoughts, and those imaginations, and those imaginations, and under the obedience of Jesus Christ, you are obeying God. You're not, you're not disobeying. You're obeying God. When you're resisting those things, you're obeying God. And then your, your ear will start to be inclined to the Holy Spirit. You, you, start, to nur- you, you, you start to feel the, 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 the nurtures of the Holy Spirit. There, there'll be a time where you might, you, you, you might want to take a, a, a certain route somewhere. But the Holy Spirit knows there is a harlot on that road. And so the Holy, the Holy Spirit will tell you, no, take this route instead. And so you do that. The Holy Spirit will help direct you out of the temptations of the enemy. Lead me not into temptations. Who is going who, who to not lead you into temptations? The Holy Spirit. So because now you have acknowledged that you have an issue and you are, you are making decisions to help you yourself be free, then you will start to be obedient and then obedience is fulfilled because it says here, Second Corinthians 10, um, 6, and having in, in a readiness and having, let's, let's look at 5 to 6, casting down imaginations and every high thing that, ex, that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the, obedience of, to the obedience of Christ and having in a readiness to revenge all disobedience. You are revenging all disobedience that you have had, okay? And when your obedience, when your obedience is fulfilled, you are revenging disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. And so here you are, you're obeying. And so because you're obeying, you're now able to hear the voice of the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is directing you. Don't go here. Don't do this. Don't do that. Don't do 
And some of you might realize that, oh wait, you have the gift of knowledge. Oh wait, you have the gift of knowledge. The Holy Spirit is, the Holy Spirit is telling you about something in that house. Like, don't go to that house because there's this, 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 that, that, that there. That's a gift of knowledge. And, you know, you might not listen and you go to that house and you see exactly what it is that you heard the Holy Spirit say. The gift of knowledge is a powerful gift. It can really help you not to be led into temptations. So many of these, many of people who are ensnared by porn and masturbation, those those spirits are at the doorpost of you discovering your gifts, discovering your purpose. And even people who are addicted to drugs, okay? So now we've gone through the two parts of it. I want to end for today. And in part two, I'm going to talk to you about the deliverance part. People want to come out. No, that's not how I do deliverance. I want to teach you principles of what you have to put in your life. Because when the spirit leaves, it brings back what? Seven more, stronger than it. And I don't want you to be worse than you came, okay? So I want to teach you what you need to do so that when that spirit leaves and that spirit try to come back, you'll be able to rec- rec- recognize it. You'll be able to identify it. Because many people cannot recognize that they have a spirit. You have to be able to know that you have a spirit. That's how you can drive that spirit out. A lot of people who are in deliverance, they know when their spirit has, has crept in. They can discern it. They can know, like, okay. So... I don't want to just come out in, in, in the name of Jesus. Come out in the name of Jesus. No, I don't want to just do that. I want to tell you what you need to do so that you don't have to go back and say, come out in the name of Jesus again. I want you to be free, free, completely free. Okay? So we've talked about how to acknowledge that you have an issue. And then we've talked about how to decide and how to live in your decision daily and over time when you keep doing what I, what I said you will find yourself going toward freedom and sometimes when people do just that that spirit leaves the more you do that that spirit will get tired and be like you know what I'm done and, and it will just leave you will you will have that spirit leave. But some spirits are stubborn. They will stay there and be quiet and pretend that they're, they're, they're gone. And that's when you, you feel like, oh, let me. There are people, and I will tell you this, there are people who have said, oh, they're free from porn, so they, they're going to see, they, they, they're going to watch again and see if they are really free. No, 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 no. You do not want to test the Lord your God. You don't want to do that. Mm-mm. No person who's addicted to drugs who say, oh, they're free from drugs, so they're going to try it and see if they're free. That, that's dumb. You're going to get ensnared again. So do not go and say, oh, you're free, so let, you want to masturbate and see if you're free. 
No, you are literally re-entering the place on your own accord. You know what? You do don't do not test the Lord your God. Okay, so take these principles that I've given you and put it into effect. Start today. Do not say you want to try tomorrow. No, make it, make the decision today. There's faith in the room. There is conviction in the room. This is where you got you got to start. If you need to re- rededicate your life to God, rededicate your life to God. Say, Lord, I repent. I'm sorry. I, I ask you to forgive me. I rededicate my, my life back to you. Be, be the headship of my life. Take over my life again. Help me with this. I, am your, I, I receive myself as your son, and I receive your forgiveness. I repent for doing this, 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 this. List it out, and I receive your forgiveness, Jesus. And from this day on forward... I am, I am your, your son, I am your daughter, and I need your help in Jesus' name, okay? Like I said, if you pray in tongues, pray in tongues. Three, three, 30 minutes a day, just pray. Say, Lord, I'm praying against this spirit that I have. Stop praying in tongues for 30 minutes. Within a couple months or even a couple days, you will start to see an effect. You will start to see that you're free. And freedom does not just start, you know, stop there. It's consistent. You have to continuously do it. Okay? Sometimes I feel sad for you guys because you guys get, get tempted easier. Because there are so many outfits out there that are so lustful, you know? And some, m- many women don't know that these outfits are not good. They're like Jezebelic. So you have to continuously make up your mind. And then next week, I'm going to talk about how to drive that spirit out. Now, what you're doing, what I've told you to do, you are breaking some strongholds. You are breaking some things in the realm of the spirit. That spirit can come out by just what, what I just shared with you. But sometimes, majority of the time, the spirit of lust is generational. It's a very strong spirit. And so there are certain things that you have to break before that spirit can leave. Some people, it's easier for that spirit to come out. Some people, it's not. So I don't know what category you were in. But the other part of this deliverance is the setting stone part. Your mind. Being able to recognize the spirit when it comes back. Because it will try to come back. And being able, able to fight it. I'm going to teach you how to do warfare. Okay? So that you can leave. Because you have a, if you're a man, you have a future wife. And your future wife don't want you to... If she's a, god, if she, if she's a godly woman, she don't want you to bring porn in, in the bedroom. She don't want you masturbating, pleasing yourself. No. Vice versa. If you're a woman, your husband don't want you bringing porn if he's a godly man. You want to be a, um, a first lady? You can't be watching porn and going and singing worship. You want to be a prophet? You cannot be watching porn and be a prophet. You cannot be masturbating and be a prophet. No. So, take these things I've, I've shared with you. Write them down. 
start to work at it. And even Holy Spirit, I pray, whatever I left out, help them to find out that revelation. I want you to go and look in the Word of God. Type on Google Bible verses to fight lust. And pick some. You know, read over it. And pick one that, pick two or three that really minister to you. Pick a couple that really minister to you. And memorize it. Okay? Memorize it. And before you go to bed, you need to pray. You can look at Proverbs 5, 18 to 19, Lamentations 3, 25 to 27. You can look at 1 Peter 3, 15, 2 Peter 3, 10 to 14, James 1, 14 to 15, Hebrews 2, 17 to 18, Romans 14, 21, Matthew 5, 27 to 30, Galatians 6, 7, 1 Corinthians 6, 15 to 20. 2 Corinthians 5, 17, Hebrews 10, 24 to 25, James 4, 6, Matthew 5, 8, Ephesians 1, 19 to 21. Look at those Bible verses and read them out loud. Recite them out loud, okay? God bless you. Pick some worship music that you play. Make a list of worship music. Stop listening to rap music. This is deliverance for you. You, are, you have to be serious about this. Because rock music is an open door for lust, for porn, for masturbation. Okay, Because all, all they think about is sex. Certain shows that you ha- you're watching, you got to stop watching it. That's part of your lifestyle that you have to change. Okay? And honestly, after you finish going through deliverance, you might go back and even not desire to do those things anymore. And some people go back and those things do not tempt them anymore. They still are able to listen to rap music fine and not be tempted. But because you have that spirit in you, it's easier for you to get tempted when you listen to certain songs. You know, uh, a lot of rap songs out there that is very lustful. Okay. So you got to do those things. You know, there was a time I told a guy, he has to stop listening to rap music if he wants to be free from porn. He was like, what? What does rap music have to do with it? A lot. A lot. Especially, especially, um, especially their, the rap music videos. A lot of sex. A lot of lust. Okay? You're feeding yourself. So... Soft porn, hard porn, nakedness, whatever there is nakedness, that's porn. It's all porn. So don't say, oh, you're just going to watch this and not watch that. No, no, no. All of it. You got to really be serious about this, okay? So God bless you. Listen to this. Take this into effective. God sees your heart. Love you all. And I'm going to play this song and then pray us out. Have a blessed day. See you next week. I ask for things that I think that I need. I get frustrated when you disagree. And you're always.
praying for results I'm not hoping that it all goes Exactly how I want No, I'm not asking you to do it Or asking that you don't I'm just inviting you To my situation Come through Cause I want you In my situation I'm just inviting you Exactly how I want No, I'm not asking you to do Or asking that you don't I'm just inviting you To my situation Come through Cause I Temptation won't affect us at all, at 
I decided to do better. 